escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad, ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad, ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Meaning, may God accept from us and you our fasting deeds. Eid Mubarak to our Muslim brothers and sisters and the entire Muslim community. Welcome to this edition of the program. Focus tonight is the annual concern surrounding plans and preparations towards the Hajj by Ghanaians. The Hajj is the fifth pillar of the fundamental Muslim practices and institution. Don't forget, the Hajj takes off from June 26 thereabouts to July 1, 2023 this year. And that's not all. Lots of focus on Zongos in Ghana and how various variables including space ethnicity class citizenship migration and environmental processes intersect to form and sustain zangos in ghana plus also the poor state of these communities and efforts to bridge the development gap we attempt to tap the zango resource for development among others with the presidential coordinator zango and inner city development secretariat he's also the chairman of the ghana hajj board alhaji ben abdallah banda this is the probe we are live on the joy news channel we are on joy 99.7 fm on myjoyonline.com our youtube channels on all other social media platforms as always your thoughts and views are welcome but since we are speaking about zongos um, this evening also about hajj let's take a few um, you know data on what we know so far many of you have been calling it zongo but it emanates from the hausa word zango uh, which means a temporary settlement a temporary surgeon or just a traveler stopover but it, it looks like it's become more than just a stopover for many so i'm um, going on yeah We take a look at um, the Zango and Inner City Development Secretariat in itself uh, because we have um, the coordinator with us this evening. It is primarily taxed with the implementation of critical interventions to ameliorate the challenges of the Zango and Inner City communities. So we'll delve deeper into it this evening once he joins us. We'll also take a look at uh, the development fund because we know that there's a fund also that's been set up to take care of education, entrepreneurship, health, amongst other sports development and tourism promotion. We'll take a look at that as well. And then also, uh, going on, um, I'll look at the budgetary funding uh, shortly. But um, before the budgetary funding, yeah, uh, we'll take a look at the okay so this is we've been talking about these interventions already and we know that the zango development fund is established uh, by the zango development fund act 2017 uh, which is act 964 to address the historical neglect of zango and inner city communities in ghana and then uh, the budgetary funding uh, for it this is what it looks like over the period so 2018 it was 107 in million ghana cities 2020 we've had 100 million then in 2021 a drastic drop to 83 million then we've seen in 2022 154 then in 2023 this is what it's looking at 26 million i'm sure we'll get some explanation as to this particular uh, undulating curve that we have when it comes to budgetary allocation to the zango development fund how do we bridge the gap if indeed uh, we are looking forward to doing that for the zango development communities so 2019 also since we'll be talking about hajj 
This is a quota that we've seen. 2019, we had 6,000. 2022, 3,069. Then in 2023, 6,000. All these and more will get our attention tonight here on the probe. I am Emefa Apau. When we return from the break, we'll get talking. This is the probe. Once again, you're welcome. clear and thrilling podcast and live shows download and listen to us on apple spotify tune in google podcast my joy online amazon services like echo amazon music and audible stitcher adam online overcast and pandora take note of everything sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated we've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation Oh no, we are out of range. Oh, don't worry, Daddy. I have Alexa in my bag. Alex, what? Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM. Super Hits Radio, Radio. Joy 99.7. Listen to Joy FM, Hits FM, Love FM. Live on your Amazon Echo. Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM. Or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play. And then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. And we are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. This is the probe, and tonight we are focusing on Islam. We are focusing on Zangos. We are focusing on Hajj, and um, the coordinator at the office of the president in charge of Zango and Inner City Development. It's my it's my guest uh, tonight here on the probe, Alhaji Ben Abdallah Banda. Once again, you're welcome to tonight's edition of the probe. Thank you, thank you very much, Emma. Okay. I'm most grateful. We are grateful uh, for your time here on the probe tonight. So uh, let me first find out. Um, we are in a spirit of, you know, celebrating Eid al-Fitr, Eid Mubarak once again to you. Uh, let's talk about uh, the season. How has it been, you'd say? Uh, thank you very much. Let me see this opportunity to uh, wish uh, all Muslims Eid Mubarak, uh, starting from the president, though he's not Muslim, mm-hmm. but he was with us. During the celebration of the Eid al-Fitr, Excellency the Vice President, uh, our chiefs within Zangos, our imams, and each and everyone that fasted 
or they didn't fast to a Muslim and then celebrated the Eid of the Torah as I wish all of them, you know, the celebration went on well. We started, you know, about a month ago. I believe that in this particular month of Ramadan, we did uh, 29 days. Okay. But uh, uh, some others may have done 30 days. Uh, some celebrated their Eid Fetra on Friday. majority of them celebrated their Eid Fetra on Friday. Uh, but the National Chief Imam um, and some of us did celebrate ours. Uh, only yesterday. So uh, we've brought the fasting to an end and then we have also brought the celebration of the Eid of Fitur almost to an end. But I know some people are still in the process of celebrating more especially so when Monday is a holiday. Yeah. Well, we look forward to that. We are all in the in the spirit of celebration. But we are focusing uh, tonight on some key concerns that we have, especially in the Zangu community. And once we, we're done with this uh, first batch of celebrations, we are looking forward to embark on the pilgrimage, which is Hajj. So we'll, we'll take a look at these and then also bringing our audience questions, a number of them. But I know that you've been in this outfit uh, for close to, let's say, about two years or so. And you've been visiting all the Zangu communities in all 16 regions. Let's talk about a general overview of the state of these Zangu communities in this country. What would you say would be your description of what you've seen so far? The general overview of the Zangu communities across all the sectors of our country um, is that Zangu is a community characterized since from the colonial era through independence, and I think until 2016 to 2017, when the Zimbabwe Development Fund uh, was brought into being by high levels of illiteracy, poverty, unemployment, sanitation issues, slums, mm. and some levels of violence. This is how I will describe our Zangu communities right from the pre-colonial era to colonial era right into independence and even beyond independence and thus has come about as a result of whether deliberate or unintentional neglect by the colonial authorities themselves and after independence by successive governments until 2016 prior to the 2016 elections the NPP government saw this as problematic and promised the people of Zangu and for that matter the people of this country that when it was voted into power it was going to create a special purpose medical mm-hmm. which is the Zangu Development Fund to take care of the political to some extent economic, social and civil issues of the people living in Zangu and then before that um, before, the, before the creation of the Zengu Development Fund, a Zengu Development Ministry was brought to the game. That is the Zengu Development, Zengu and Innocence Development mm-hmm. Ministry, mm-hmm. Uh, which was uh, at the end of our first term restructured into the Zengu Development Secretariat, of which I'm now the presidential coordinator of SIM. So mm-hmm. from 2017 to 2020, till 2020, the Zengu Development Fund and the Zengu Development Secretariat carried out massive infrastructural development. I think pretty soon we'll go into the nitty gritties of what the Fund and the Zengu Ministry then did. And when I took over as a presidential coordinator, there have been a number of interventions that we have also carried out and that we continue to carry out. Okay. So I, I would say that that from 2017 to now there has been a shift or a departure from the Zangu that we used to know at first and the Zangu that we know Mm. So what you say is um, there's been an improvement over the period. Well, you've talked about 
your manifesto, uh, your pledges, and when it comes to the Zongo community, uh, we've heard at least some um, that were made, some campaign promises that were made at least on the campaign platform or during the campaign trail, the issue about transforming a Nima, for instance, and other Zongos into, you know, a modern city, um, to so to speak, that is yet to materialize. That's correct, isn't it? That's exactly so. That is yet material. But you know, room, room was not put in a day, but uh, we need to put certain structures in place. For instance, how do we ensure that the majority of the Zimbabwean are educated from a lack of education, based on the environment, poverty, and, and other related issues? So if you don't tackle the root cause of the problem with this Zimbabwean, Mm -hmm. And you decide to tackle other which are of importance though, but are not of, of, of do not find the priority in it, then you'll be missing the point. So I think that our Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC. Practical area that we 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 talk or we talk thing that we should tackle is education and also skill development. We also have to look at the issue of strategy. We also have to look at the issue of infrastructure development. We have to look at the issue of sanitation, sanitation, the issue of health facility development. So it is after we've done all this that probably what we are talking about, then begin to look at that issue and see how we can. Develop Zangu into maybe a different environment altogether. But in the meantime, just has been our focus since the creation of the Zangu Development Fund and the Zangu Development Ministry, which has now been restructured into the Zangu. I'm sure this Zango transformation will come up again um, when we get into the audience question. So, but let's um, tackle the issues about crime rates in our Zango communities. Really, I'm sure this is of concern to your secretariat. What exactly are we doing to tackle this situation? Okay, so um, I will not agree to the assertion that crime is everywhere with Zalos. But I will admit to the fact that there have been some pockets of violence which is which is which which is also a crime within Zangos. Mm-hmm. For instance you can talk about the incidents at uh, Asawasi, mm-hmm. the incident at Ijura, the incidents at uh, Mamumi and so on. But as we are talking now there hasn't been any specific data as to the rates of crime within Zambos. Be that to me, we know that poverty and to some extent illiteracy, unemployment can give rise to the rise in crime. So what we have been doing right from 2017 till now is to sensitize the Zango communities with respect to the dangers involved in the commission of crime. What we do is to engage the community stakeholders, for instance, our chiefs, mm-hmm. the other Zangos, the imams, the malams, they have been very instrumental in making sure that message and education from us goes straight to the youth. 
At times, we also engage the youth on the issue of crime prevention, which to, to which to a large extent has borne some fruit. There is a program that the Zengo Development Fund, together with the Zengo Development Secretariat, has been rolling out. In fact, this program was even started as far back as in 2017. Okay. Now we still do it. Zengo Peace and Development. Zengo for Peace for Development is a program that will engage the Zengo communities. We started within a car. We 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 have done same in the I mean in Kumasi okay. specifically. I mean in the Ashanti region, and we intend to move it out to the other regions of the country. We engage stakeholders who matter. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Our chiefs, the demands, the youth, the mother and we sensitize and conscientize them about the significance of maintaining peace, security, and order within this country, and the relevance and the, and the significance of ensuring that without disturb the peace that we've been enjoying since independence. Okay. We also try to let them know that it is very important as Muslims and Christians we try to live together to promote religious tolerance mm. and to make sure that Christians and to, it is a collectivity of Christians and Muslims that make Ghana what it is at the moment. And we believe that this sensitization and conscientization has gone a long way in minimizing to some extent the rate of crime that you have mentioned. Okay. Well, but uh, the issue about sectarian discrimination, you've been talking, uh, touching a bit on it, but I think it's a good time we bring in uh, our audience questions because a number of them, and they will definitely touch on um, some of the issues that um, we were hoping to talk about. Then we can delve into the hard board issues as well. So, yeah, if you're ready, let's get into the first part of questions. And this one says, what's your assessment of the Zangles and the current state? And has the state honest the potential of such communities? That's Mavis's question. We have this one uh, from Randy says, your government promised to give Nima and adjoining communities a facelift almost seven years into this administration, and no such thing has been done. Has the government abandoned the plan to modernize Zongos into inner, other inner cities, um, he's asking. And this one says, do you agree that the hatch fare of 75000 is too expensive for the average Ghanaian Muslim to be able to embark on what a pillar of Islam? That's Mavis's question. Fuseni is asking, what effort has your outfit put in place to increase the Ghanaian quota to Saudi Arabia so that as many Ghanaians can go for hajj annually? Okay, and Jay says, does the government still sponsor politicians and other persons to embark on hajj using state funds? That's Jay. And Marian would give us uh, the last one for this batch. He says, do you agree with the president's decision to scrap the Zango Development Ministry and make it an agency under the office of the president? That's Marian's question. So uh, let's um, start with, um, we'll clear the issues about the Zango, then we can get into uh, the hard issues. So, Alaji, so let's start with Marian's question. The issue about, uh, you know, this Zango Development Ministry now becoming an agency under the presidency. Marian wants to know your take. Really, what's the thinking process or the thought process behind this? I'm sure you've been finding out. Tell us more. You see, there's a distinction between the Zengo Development Ministry and the Zengo Development Fund. The Zengo Development Fund was set up by a part of parliament. And I want our audience and listeners to uh, know that the Zengo Development Fund is the implementer of Projects and programs. Funds allocated 
from the Minister of Finance has sent straight into the office of the Zender Development Fund. That is the process of implementing for That fund or the Zender Development Fund has not been scrapped. But what has been structured or what was structured with the Zender Development Ministry into the Zender Development as a criteria? And I thought material time that the Zender Development Ministry was in existence, mm-hmm. all that did was to formulate policies ferry those policies to the Zimbabwe Development Fund and ensure the implementation of same. That mandate, even after the military was restructured into the Secretary, has not changed. So okay. the mandate remains the same. So the point that I'm making here is that the Zimbabwe Development Fund is the main driver of implementation of projects and programs within Zimbabwe. So you realize that all the massive infrastructural development that have been undertaken within Zangos were so undertaken by the Zangos Development Fund with the supervision of the ministry and to some extent now the Zango Development Secretariat. Okay. So nothing substantial has changed except that the ministry, the ministry's name and the ministry's uh, uh, I mean. Uh, 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 um, what is it? Um, structure mm-hmm. is what will be changed into the secretary, but the mandate is the same, okay. and that hasn't in any factor negatively on programs and projects that's what we ruled out within our various rules by the Central Development Fund. Okay. Well, it's a good time to bring in Mavis's question also. He's, uh, she's basically uh, wanting to find out the current state and uh, would you say that the state has honored the potential of such communities? We've seen some big names um, come out from Zongos. So um, the resources, how are we tapping that kind of resource in such communities is her question. Your assessment and then how you're hoping to harness these potentials. Okay, the assessment of the of the of the Zambu now, you know, I I give a historical background starting from the pre-colonial area, colonial era to now. Zambu we know today is not the Zambu that we used to know at best. Now I can tell without any hesitation that previously it will be difficult for one to enter a Zambu uh, person's house and to find maybe a, a one diet, okay. a one university. But now it's very common. Every single household that you enter within any Zango in any part of this country, you find at least one person in secretary. So the story is not the same. You also realize that in order to harness the talent of the Zango communities in Ghana, we have built astro tips. And with me that Zango people are very endowed with sporting qualities. And this, 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 uh, this fact uh, uh, cannot be disputed in the sense that if you have studied our various national teams in Ghana, some sizable number of Zango youth create and perform so well, taking from the, the youth team up to the senior team. Okay. So the intent for the infrastructure is to unearth their talent. Okay. And quite apart from that, we have put in place a very strategic measure to ensure that now free, uh, basic education is free, uh, senior high school is free, it is, the, you know, it is the university education which, to some extent, is not free. But even there, the president, I mean, every government has put in place a guarantee-free loan system where every university um, a student who wants to access this loan. Cannot apply without even having to pack it with 
Okay, I'll, I'll take you back to the I'll take you back to the astroturf, Salaji, if you can hear me. I'll take you back to the astroturf. Uh, would you say that now, as we speak, we have it in all the various districts or constituencies? What, what's the figures looking like when it comes to these astroturfs? Because I haven't seen one in my area just yet. I'm hoping that uh, we'll see it soon. What, what's the state? Like, what's the criteria in getting it for all the constituencies? Give us the figures if you have them. Uh, we have done so far about but we've done 19 astroturfs. We have completed uh, 11. Uh, the rest are ongoing. Okay. If you go to Fadema, you can find a very nice astroturf. If you go to Medina, you can find a very nice astroturf. Uh, I have the list here. If you go to mm-hmm. Akimoda, mm-hmm. you have some. If you go to Dodoa, uh, Zotum, Salaga, Volga, Esikado, they are started. Okay. Uh, um, selected zangos in Ghana, but I will not say that they are. They are how, how many uh, are you targeting um, to build uh, across the country? How many really are you targeting to build across the country? We have resources. What I do then mean is that every zango community in Ghana should have one astrotep. Okay. But that cannot be achieved in the two of the because we have over 3,000 zango communities in Ghana. Okay. If we decide to build within Tangos, that is going to be usually capital intensive and which uh, to all intents and purposes it, 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 it is highly impractical mm-hmm. to achieve in uh, the eight-year period of the MPP government or within the shortest possible time. But we know that each about 2024 20, elections and beyond when we will, will continue with the construction of the astrotech which we started Okay. Uh, right from the well, I'd like to clarify this, Alaji, for me. Clarify this for me. It appears that um, the main focus uh, for these Zango communities in terms of... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado. Para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Things that you want to build. The key priority is this astroturfs because that's what it looks like. Is it the case that all these Zango communities have one need, which is an astroturf? No, oh, um, we've built um, classroom blocks. Mm. Classroom blocks with both of the Six classroom blocks and three classroom blocks. Okay. Scattered in the in Ghana. In every region, you see a sign of this developmental project of Zemo Development Fund and Zemo Development Secretary. Mm-hmm. Apart from this, we have built a lot of projects. Mechanized mobiles and water system will run into about 100. And then we have built IC centers. ICT centers, if my memory serves me right, we have about 3840, which we built from 2017 till now. And then we've also built some clinics. Okay. Clinic and about two or three uh, in some selected uh, communities uh, which uh, um, are Internet really is, is not our friend, but we'll, we'll, we'll try again. If you could wrap up on that, we lost you whilst you're wrapping up on that. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. You're wrapping up on the clinics, um, the two clinics, which areas you had built it. Alaja, are you there? Okay, so we have um, other questions also uh, that um, you've sent in. Um, so we're hoping to tackle uh, the, the question that came in about the NEMA promise I've been asking earlier and uh, joining communities were promised we're going to give it a facelift and the concern for Andy is almost seven years into this administration, no such thing um, has been done and whether the government has abandoned uh, the plan to modernize Zongos and other inner cities. Alaji, if you can hear me, we can quickly tackle this one because earlier you were speaking 
thinking about it. Um, so is it the case that has been abandoned? How long are we hoping that it will take? We know that it wouldn't take a day or two for this to happen. But seven years um, is enough for us to see something significant happening, isn't it? Hello, Alaji. This is a very capital-intensive project. Mm-hmm. And like in my preliminary remarks, we have not abandoned... something valuable. Okay. And we have actions with some development partners and they have agreed that if Oh dear. It appears that um, um, the internet is not um, really helping us uh, this evening um, on the part of Alaji. But um, we'll try and then uh, see if we can reconnect with Alaji, maybe via phone. Then we can, we can talk about the other concerns that have been raised, especially about Hajj. But um, this is a probe, and we've been talking about Zangos largely. Uh, there have been questions also that have come in um, by the Hajj, uh, because he's a chairman of the Hajj board as well, and we're getting ready uh, for Hajj in June. And this year is from the 26th um, of June uh, to the 1st of July in 2023. And that's when um, Muslims will embark on this particular fifth pillar of Islam. And um, the concern is about the figures uh, that have been put to it. The fare for Hajj, 75,000 cities. Um, too expensive, some say, for the average Ghanaian Muslim to be able to embark on this particular important pillar of Islam. Uh, what exactly is um, the Hajj board doing about this situation? Are we going to see the annual frustration of the uh, pilgrims who will just have to gather at a point where some of them will be turned away and eventually not be able to partake in this particular pilgrimage in Saudi Arabia. These are more some of the things that we're hoping um, to address. Um, Alaji joins us via phone this time. Is that the case? Um, so let's um, wrap. He's still on Zoom. Okay. Well, so Alaji, you're wrapping up on this NIMA situation and how long it's going to take is seven years, not too much for us to have seen something actually happening. Yes, it's a, it's a very complex one, but we are talking with some development partners. Um, and then, because you have to look at the land issue, land, even our ownership with respect to land, has to be investigated. Quite apart from that, you need to even meet, if they are the owners of the land, meet the land owners. Negotiate with them or talk over the matter with them and see if they will agree for such voluminous structures to be pulled out for new ones to be erected in their, in their places. But the fact of the matter is that we have taken some, some steps in respect of that. But like I said, mm-hmm. this is a which cannot be achieved within the shortest possible time. So what areas are the issue of education, okay. the issue of skills development, how do we ensure unemployment, how do we deal with the issue of poverty levels within Zambia? Because the point is that if you have a household full of graduates, well-employed, they, on their own volition and from their own resources, can pull down a structure that they live in and erect a very decent one in its place mm-hmm. and even decide to rent some portion of the infrastructure or that structure to prospective tenants. So the issue of poverty, if well tackled, and the issue of illiteracy, if well tackled, at time it even come that we don't even need development partners or development agents to come and pull down our structures within Zangos or Zangos and erect, for lack of a better word, decent um, structures or infrastructure mm. in the what, what would you say? What would you say to people who say that this particular promise is an overly ambitious one, if not a dishonest one? Is it a difficult promise that you feel that um, this government will not be able to achieve? 
anytime no, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's not a default promise it's a promise that's achievable okay. but we can't achieve it now it has to take some time but we need to do some levels of consultations the landholders we need even to investigate titles of the so-called landowners of this because some have lived on this land for, for quite some time, even dating back to the pre-colonial era and coming into the colonial era. So who are the owners? So if it is established that Mr. A or Mr. B is the owner, then there's no problem about okay. it. But the point that I'm trying to make is that it's achievable, but it can't be achieved within the period that people are expecting this objective or vision to be realized. But it is something that is very high on our agenda. But we are not looking at it within this short possible time. So, so what, period, what period should we give? What should, period should we give, um, you know, realistic period to expect that this will happen it, in this our lifetime? It will be difficult to give a period mm -hmm. unless all the conditions precedent have been have been fulfilled before we can say without any hesitation that we want to start on this infrastructure development within a year or within two years or within three years. Okay. But it's something that we haven't forgotten at all. It's just on our agenda. Okay, well, let's deal with um, the questions about the Hajj issues also, which is very important, key uh, for some uh, of our viewers. So he's asking, uh, this one, this Mark is asking about the 75,000 um, Hajj fare. I don't know if that has changed. Is that the same fare? Because for some, it's too expensive for the average Ghanaian Muslim to be able to embark on Hajj. It hasn't changed. And thus, um, fare was informed or is informed by the prevailing global things. We remember here that we went on Okay. The the rate or the fare last year was five thousand eight hundred and the government subsidized $800, leaving a balance of $5,000. If you did a conversion at that time, the dollar rate was around 7.8. But we all agree that this time around, the dollar rate has changed from 7.8 to almost 11 by something. In fact, as at the time that we were fixing this rate, it's around 12. But we decided to hedge the dollar at 11.5 if which if you convert you get seventy five thousand Ghana cities. And we did it intentionally just to ensure that even if the dollar rate went up, people will still feel comfortable to pay the seventy five thousand Ghana cities. I agree wholeheartedly that the seventy five thousand Ghana cities is high. Okay. But it's high. But now in Saudi Arabia cost of services that we knew last year have changed. They are not the same. There has been an increase. In fact, a high increase in the cost of services rendered in Saudi Arabia in terms of, let's say, airlines, for instance. But we don't have a national aircraft. We take a Saudi Arabian aircraft. The fare is gone up. Uh, accommodation uh, costs has gone up, transportation costs has gone up, even feeding has gone up. Mm. The South Arabians now have a vision 2030. The vision 2030 is to shift, the intent is to shift or is to change the mentality of people that. Saudi Arabians always want to give free gifts to people. Mm -hmm. But now, that is not what they are paying. Every single service that they give, they want to charge something on it. Okay. If you 
If you look at other countries in Africa and some part of the world, you realize that the fair increases have affected all of them. If you go to the Arab countries in Africa, the, their fares have gone up. If you come down south, the Africans, Nigeria, Togo, Mauritania, Chad, and the rest, mm -hmm. their fares come up. Okay. If you come Africa, into the rest of the world, fares, hedge fares everywhere have gone up. But we agree that the fare is high, but we are pleading with our potential breakers that they should make do with the situation. Previously, when things were normal, the fares were, 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 were reasonably, were reasonably uh, absorbable. Okay. But now, change, we cannot, but also fix the hatch fare at 75,000 Ghana cities that we have fixed now. Okay. And now, deadline, the deadline for the payment of this hatch fare is the end of the month. But we don't know what is going to happen. End of so April, you mean? End of April, you say? They have the end of this month. Okay. The end of this is the deadline set for the payment of the hatch fare. But we are, we are, we, we are just looking at it um, in case at the end of the month we don't get what we expect. If it becomes a necessary for us to give maybe a little extension, we do that. But as this at the moment, this is the fair that we have fixed for mm. now. Let's talk about the quota then. I see that um, last year also it was 6,000. This year also is 6,000. The concern is, are we hoping to increase uh, this particular uh, quota so that many more, those who can afford, can actually join? Last year it wasn't 6,000. Last year it was 3,000. Okay. Um, there, was a, there was a stop because of the, of the COVID. There was a suspension of the COVID. But when the ravages of the COVID subsided. Um, last year, that was last year, they gave us 3,000 quota, but now they have reverted the quota to the status quo anti before COVID came in. So now we have 6,000 for this year. Okay. So last Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Now, last year was 3,000, and this year... Was it 6,000? This year is 6,000. Okay. And that is not going to increase. It stays at 6,000. No, it's not going to be increased. Okay. But they make sure that every country has a specific quota. Okay. So that it could be overpopulation mm. for the high... For the hard, for the hard ritual. So, uh, for example, Mauritania has a quota, Nigeria has a quota, the Africans has a quota, Ghana too, we have a quota of 6,000. And the quota of every country differs mm. from one another. Okay. The population, most of the populations are not the same. So, if we have a quota of 6,000, um, how is it that sometimes um, some pilgrims attend away at the last minute? What, what accounts for that? It therefore means that. Those people would have waited, okay. thinking that they can still pay last minute and get the opportunity to travel. But when they come and the quota has been exhausted, it means we can't take more than what the Saudi Arabia authorities have given us. So our limit is 6,000. We can't go beyond it okay. unless we like to, to reduce to, let's say, 5,000. But okay. the limit, the maximum that they have given is 6,000. So if you don't pay any, and by the end of the deadline, you have gotten our quota, we can't exceed or go beyond the quota. Mm. Well, and does government still sponsor politicians and other persons to embark on hard using state funds? One of the questions Jay is asking. No, to the best of my knowledge, uh, uh, this year, there is not going to be any government sponsorship of politicians. Politicians that I know go to Hajj uh, with their own monies. Uh, since I uh, took over from my father, I, 
I haven't seen um, anything or gotten any information with respect to the fact that the government is going to sponsor politicians to embark on high yet. To the best of my knowledge, that um, uh, information is not available. Okay. Well, so let's um, go through uh, our next batch um, of questions. I'm sure uh, most of them we may have um, touched on, but let's, let's get through it. Halima is asking, what do you say to those who say the Zango Development Fund Secretariat or the Zango um, Secretariat is a complete waste of scarce public resources when other existing government ministries and agencies can perform these same functions? That's Halima. And we have this one from Max. Has the Zango Development Fund been a success if put in context of what you've been able to do building astroturfs and similar projects, etc. That's Max's question. And this one from Malik says, will the Zango Development Fund consider directly funding businesses of persons who live in such communities as well as increasing quotas for scholarships? Malik is asking. And Anna says, what would you say is the state of Zango communities then and now with emphasis on what the ZDF has done in terms of human and structural development? Do the people of Zango even know of this fund? How accessible is this fund? Anna is asking. And then... Uh, we have another one, a final one, uh, from Abu, who says, which people is the fund supporting and what is the criteria? What happened to Zango development and inner city, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so that's Abu. And maybe we'll, ta- we'll tackle that one. The second part of Abu's question has been answered in terms of um, the Zango development and inner city. But um, he's asking about which people in the, the criteria that the fund supports and um, maybe we can we can talk about it. There was one also from Anas that's asking about um, how accessible is the fund and do people in the Zungu communities even know about this particular fund? So criteria, how accessible it is and whether people know about it. The, 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 the criteria are not, are not too difficult um, uh, to, to find. Or to uh, to meet uh, just a small about the Zongo Development Fund Act. You need to be a Zongo person or live in Zongo, and you also uh, have to apply, and you have to be in need. Maybe brilliant, but need uh, student. You apply to the Zongo Development Fund. The board will um, meet, assess your application, and determine whether you are uh, qualified to. Access the fund. So these are the criteria. It's mm. not difficult. Uh, in terms of the uh, and just uh, just just on the criteria, maybe some assurances that you can give. We've seen such you know um, scholarships and such funds uh, put in place, but it turns out that those who are actually not in need are the ones that get it. We can talk about the cocoa scholarships. At least most people know that the farmers, the children of farmers, actually do not have access to this. Is it the case that you have to know someone who knows someone? Before you can actually have it, if you are really in need of this, you don't. You don't even have. You don't have to know anybody. But the criteria are there, and we serve people with examples. We don't serve people from any other place. So if you apply, the board will even give your application to a committee. There is a committee in place that deals with that. And after the committee has collected its work, the committee will then report to the board whether the person is qualified or not based on certain criteria. Mm-hmm. When that criteria have been met, then the board will uh, approve of your application and then allow you to access the fund. It comes in the form of a check, okay. a check which will be paid on Instead of you, you have an account into which the check is paid, then the check is paid into account. Then, uh, when it matures, then you go and cash and then when we are trying to, we can pay the money directly to the institution. That if it is a it is a school in this particular case, a university, we can pay directly into the account of the school just to ensure that the money that the person is taking is not going waste, but the money is going into. Uh, into into what the money is meant for. Okay. And with respect to whether people know about uh, the fund, uh, the, yes, we we have looked at it from two or three angles. One is the office accessibility. Okay. We have two offices. One is the Zengo Development Fund, which is at Belenti, and the other is the Zengo Development Secretariat, which sits within the premises of the Zengo. Uh, of the of the Oso Castle, uh, where 
uh, I am stationed. And then the issue, um, uh, the, the second point has to do with the whether um, if you apply, you can you can get your I mean, you can have the money. That is resource availability. Yes. Yeah. Once available uh, and you apply, there is no prior for discrimination. Uh, you are likely to get. But what we do is to give financial support. It's not. It's not scholarship, like the way we describe um, scholarship with respect to the scholarship secretariat, okay. and then um, and, and then that Okay. So edit have a problem with respect to maybe a person not being able to pay for his fees, and the money the person is asking for is beyond our ability. We we talk to. Fund, we talk to the scholarship as secretariat, and on many many occasions that we have done that, we were able to secure funds uh, for this uh, particular people. And I try to we talk to NGOs, we are in cooperation with a number of NGOs. Mm-hmm. These NGOs give us um, uh, projects at times to they execute some of our programs for us. Uh, they give scholarships uh, to some them. As I'm talking now, we have been given uh, 20 uh, scholarship swaps okay. for some them to be outside and to be trained in science-related uh, courses. And because of scarcity of uh, funds or resources, we are trying to prioritize areas that we think that uh, we uh, we should we should be looking at. And, and then the, the pushing students financial. For instance, if anybody applies and the person calls is related to any of the STEM courses, mm-hmm. like the science, technology, mathematics, etc., and this time around law, we make sure that we will bear full financial responsibility uh, of, 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 of such a course. Okay. We all know the difficulty involved in getting access to the law school to shoot a person from example get admission into the law school and the person is not able to go to the law school because of lack of funds and he comes and money. We will take care of him right from the beginning to the end. And the same thing applies to uh, medicine, mm-hmm. engineering, the pharmacy. So we are not able to look at all the courses, but we have selected some of the courses. Okay, care uh, fully and without um, uh, uh, pushing the person somewhere along the line, then we leave the person in the ledge. Mm. But, but I'm concerned about the budgetary allocation. I don't know if I'm correct, but from the data that I'm seeing, um, well, in 2022, you had about $154 million. And this year, I'm seeing $26 million. Is that even adequate for you to execute all the things that you're talking about? Uh, $26 million is, uh, is, uh, is money that has been earmarked for some... Uh, programs uh, okay. on that. Mm. Uh, but have uh, some projects, capital intensive projects that we intend to back up upon, which is the construction of uh, Islamic senior high schools. Okay. And uh, discussions are advanced with the bishop. And that money uh, to the best of my knowledge, has not been captured um, and, uh, in that in that in that budget mm. because the total amount in for the construction of uh, three Islamic senior high schools that I'm talking about is far beyond the 26 million. Okay. All right. Well, we, we are really uh, running out of time at this point, and we we'll, would we'll have to be wrapping up, Alaji. Well, but um, just before I let you off, I'm sure all is set uh, for this year's Hajj, and we'll get to interact more on it. But uh, I know that uh, you've been in Parliament for quite some time. Many people that um, saw the flyer today um, talked about how you've been missed uh, in Parliament. And since we're in an era of um, hoping to start, you know, uh, primaries amongst others, are we seeing you back in Parliament anytime soon? 
Anytime that they ask me this question, it's very difficult for me to answer. All that I, I say is that when the time is due, God will show uh, the way. But for now, it's, uh, I'm unable to say whether uh, I will contest or will not contest. Because as a politician, it's not advisable to say no, even if you mean no. And it's not advisable to also say yes, even if you, even if you mean yes. So for now, I want to uh, exercise a bit of patience and see how things go on um, uh, when, uh, when, uh, when the time is due for our party uh, to ask uh, interested um, uh, politicians or prospective members of the parliament to apply uh, to be elected. But do you miss, do you miss the House, though? Do, do you miss the House? Do you miss Parliament? Obviously, once I was there some time ago, and then I was actively involved in the passage of those uh, into laws, uh, friends there, whatever it is, uh, and uh, I have a lot of passion for making calls. Whatever it is, you miss your friends, you miss uh, passage of laws, and then you miss some related matters that went okay. on while some. Okay, we're grateful. Uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Alaji Ben Abdallah Banda is a presidential coordinator, Zango and Inner City Development Chairman, Ghana Hajj Board as well. I am MFR Power. That's all for tonight's edition of The Probe. For our radio audience, A Walk with Jesus is up next. Please do stay. Once again, Eid Mubarak, Eid Rufitru to all of you. Have a good evening. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.